It's 2013, I'm living in Park City, Utah. I work at the Montage Deer Valley. Picture this five-star resort way up in the mountains. It's like a million square feet. The ultimate ski destination. Fresh out of college, you know, I'm ready to tackle on the world, ready to prove myself. I'm good at my job, I'm a go-getter. I work as an administrative assistant and I make $17 an hour. Now, I have a degree in accounting, I have a degree in finance. It's not the best job for me, but it, it's a start, you know, I'm working in the right direction. I've been here for about 18 months. I find out one day, like one day, this is very spur of the moment, that one of the guys I work with directly is getting paid more than me. Now since day one, I've been constantly taking projects off his workload because he can't finish them and my bosses know that I can. So when I find out that he's being paid more than me uh, in typical millennial fashion, um, that's an injustice and I need to do something about it. Same day, I walk into my boss's office and I put in my two weeks notice. I'm assuming, being, being the egotistical individual that I was, that I'm irreplaceable. I'm way too valuable. When I walk in, I give my notice instantly. He's going to give me a raise and life's going to be fair. He looks up at me and he says, awesome, man. Thank you so much for all your hard work. We really appreciate you. If there's anything you need in the future, let us know. I learned a lot of things in that moment. First off, uh, everyone's replaceable. Employees are expendable. And maybe I wasn't as good at my job as I thought I was. I mean, there was 200 people in line who would take that job in an instant. And fast forward two weeks later, I didn't have a job. I couldn't pay my rent, so I had to move out. So being the bright 23 year old I was at this time, I decide that I'm going to pursue YouTube full time. I have 200 subscribers and I'm gonna become a full-time YouTuber. I packed up my 2002 Audi TT and I drove from Park City, Utah down to Beverly Hills, California. This is my plan. I'm gonna live out of my car and every single day I'm gonna walk around searching for rare supercars and I'm gonna film them and post it onto my YouTube channel. The videos I was filming were kinda of sort of boring. It would've been so much more interesting to see me living in an Audi TT but I was so embarrassed, you know, because I didn't, I couldn't shower, I couldn't brush my teeth. It was pretty embarrassing and I didn't really want the whole world to know about it. I'd walk around Beverly Hills for 12 hours just filming cars. So car spotting is the act of, you know, finding random cool cars, and in my case, filming them and posting it up to my YouTube channel. So that's what I did. I'd walk around Beverly Hills for 12 hours a day and then I'd go to the McDonald's afterward. I couldn't afford McDonald's, um, but I would use their free Wi-Fi to upload my videos. I probably had like less than $1,000 in my bank account. Must have been making anywhere from like five to $7 on YouTube AdSense because gas was so expensive that when you have an income of five to $7 a day, you know, if you're driving 30 miles, your profit, you know, your profit margins are, are gonna be cut in half. I'd go to the grocery store, I'd get a loaf of bread, I'd get peanut butter, I'd get honey, and that's what I would eat every single day. I couldn't afford water, but I could afford the off-brand cola because that was cheaper. I lived in the car for 50 days. One night I'm walking out of McDonald's, out to my Audi TT after uploading a video, and the car won't start. I sit there for maybe five, 10 seconds, try to crank it again, car won't start. I sit there for 30 minutes, crank it again, car won't start. It's not a battery issue. I wish it was a battery issue, that would have been easy. The car needed a new fuel pump. Now it's like, I don't know, 11 o'clock, midnight, and my car is broken down. I have no money, I have less than $1,000 in my bank account. 
and I, I have nowhere to go, I have no one to call, I, I'm stuck. I, I don't know what to do. I sleep in the car that night outside McDonald's on Santa Monica Boulevard, wake up in the morning, call Abby Santa Monica, they quote me a new fuel pump is going to be $1,200. I don't even have $1,000 in my bank account. I remember that first night sleeping in my dead Audi at 4 a.m. and just like losing control of my emotions. I was so mad, I hated myself, and I couldn't stop telling myself what a loser and what a failure I was. I had a degree in accounting and finance, I had a good upbringing, and here I am, living out of my dead Audi TT, making $5 a day, filming stupid YouTube videos. Like, what sequence of, a, like, how dumb can you be? And I just remember beating myself up so much and like, I, I never lose control of my emotions, but I remember just sobbing and telling myself what a loser I was. My mom offered to bail me out. She offered to pay for the fuel pump. You know, I pay her back, she said, but I refused. I hated myself, but I still hadn't lost my pride. And I knew somehow, some way, I was gonna get out of this situation myself. I ordered a new fuel pump online. Obviously, I couldn't afford expedited shipping, so it took eight days before I could get the fuel pump, but because of where my car was parked on Santa Monica Boulevard outside McDonald's, I was parked illegally, and surely I would get a parking ticket eventually. So I would have to push the car around by myself, you know, usually at odd hours in the middle of the night from parking space to parking space, just waiting for this fuel pump to arrive. Eight days later, it finally arrived. I had to take a bus ride three hours into downtown Los Angeles because when you're living in your car, you can't ship a fuel pump to the 2002 Audi TT on Santa Monica Boulevard. Like, they don't do that. Uh, so I had to take this bus ride to the UPS Depot to pick it up. I remember getting back to my Audi TT and I was like a surgeon. Like, I changed that fuel pump. Uh, it took maybe 45 minutes. I had a screwdriver and a hammer. And I remember, I remember getting ready to crank the car and I was like so nervous because if the car didn't start, I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. It started. I, I like, even to this, like, I, I have never been so excited in my entire life. The Audi's fixed at this point, but I have to reevaluate. Um, you know, being a YouTuber full time, I failed. It, it wasn't gonna happen. Eventually, I got another job back home in Bend, Oregon, night auditor working for a fancy hotel once again. I worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., so I worked the graveyard shift. I didn't work with anybody. I was just super, super lonely. I had no friends, no social life. I hated it. I hated myself even more. It was more miserable than when I was living in my car because at least when I was living in my car, like I was pursuing a dream, whereas now I had, I had failed and I was making $14 an hour. So, quick summary, I was making $17 an hour. I quit that job because I felt like I wasn't being paid enough. I lived in my Audi TT for 58 days. Now I worked a new job that I hated, the graveyard shift, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., making $14 an hour. I was definitely moving in the right direction. I was, I was, uh, yeah. I wasn't making any money at this point, $14 an hour, yet I would save up as much as I could and every single vacation day earned, I would use to travel to grow my YouTube channel. Uh, the Gumball 3000 was in Miami, Florida. They were driving to New York City. You know, I saved up enough money for airfare, for a rental car. 
obviously I couldn't afford a hotel room, and so I slept in the, in the trunk of my rental car for eight days to make $10 a day filming YouTube videos. I just wanted this dream so bad, and I guess sometimes in life, if you want something bad enough, you're willing to sleep in the trunk of your rental car. Um, working the graveyard shift alone gives you a lot of time to think and a lot of time to apply for new jobs, which is exactly what I did. I'd work on my resume, I'd work on my cover letter, and I would apply for new jobs. And in the summer of 2014, I had my, I had my big break. I met a guy named Nick. Uh, Nick gave me a job as a job cost accountant back in Park City, Utah. Uh, the salary was $45,000. There was a list of uh, goals and expectations that if I met uh, in six months time, I'd get a raise to $50,000 a year. I met the expectations. $50,000 a year, I was rolling. I'm making $50,000 a year, but that YouTube dream, like, I, I couldn't stop it. I wanted it so bad, but I had to be smarter. I had to make smarter decisions, more strategic decisions, if I ever wanted to pursue it full time. Now, I'm making $50,000 a year, I'm happy. I used to live in my Audi TT spending less than $3 a day. Just because I'm making more now, why should I be spending more? And so I didn't. I, I got an apartment, but I still maintained that ultra cheap lifestyle, and I saved thousands and thousands of dollars every single month. And my savings account just started to grow and grow and grow. September 26, 2015, I bought, on a entry-level accounting job, I bought a 2006 Lamborghini Gallardo. Now, of course, I financed the car through the roof, but I bought it. I bought this car. Uh, I don't. I don't. I should not have bought this car. I don't know how I bought this car. Everybody told me I was. I was ruining my financial future. I should have been buying a house. But sometimes in life, you buy a 2006 Lamborghini Gallardo. You can't afford it, and you end up camping at a Walmart parking lot with a $24 tent. And that's exactly what I did on the way home. I bought this car in Newport Beach, California, couldn't afford a hotel room, and so I camped at Walmart. The idea behind buying the Lamborghini, it was gonna be an investment in my YouTube channel because up until this point, I was filming other people driving their cool cars. But I felt like a young guy who owned a Lamborghini but was an average Joe working a normal job, I felt like people would be interested in what I had to say. And sure enough, I was right. Lamborghini at age 26, this is what I do for a living. Four million views, $10,000 later. My plan was working. I was onto something. April 1st, 2015, the company I worked for went bankrupt. I lost my job. YouTube ad revenue wasn't paying for the Gallardo. My salary as an accountant was paying for the Gallardo. I should sell the car. 100% I should sell the car. Everyone was telling me you should sell the car, get another job, get back on your feet, reevaluate, you can buy another Gallardo. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't sell the Lamborghini. I, I still have it. I didn't get another job either. It was take two, baby. Round two, YouTube full time, here we go. Sometimes in life, guys, you want something bad enough. Uh, you live in your Audi TT and, and you fail. And sometimes in life you give up and you never, you never tackle that dream again. But sometimes in life you don't give up and you don't sell the Lamborghini. 
And it's round two, baby. And uh, that's what I did. Round two. But round two is gonna be different. Round two is gonna be smarter. And I wasn't gonna fail. I had no idea what I was doing. My, like my foundation, my jaw, which was paying for the guy order, was gone. YouTube ad revenue barely covered the car payments. I just started filming every single day. I love cars and I felt like I could share my passion and I could connect with people. And I would share my successes and my failures and I got so much hate and people were rooting for me to fail. People wanted to see me fail and I, I think that was extra motivation to succeed. I traveled the world chasing the most exclusive cars that no one had filmed and no one had seen. I had to separate myself from everybody else. I had to find a way for people to find me and I would travel to the ends of the earth to do it. I went to Dubai with my two best friends. I ran the Great Wall of China. I did donuts with a Christmas tree on top of the Lamborghini. I jumped out of an airplane twice. I flew to Hong Kong for 20 hours. I gained 1,200,000 subscribers and over a quarter billion views. Sometimes in life, when everyone's telling you that you can't do it, go prove them wrong. Sometimes in life, when you want something really, 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 really bad, how far are you willing to go? Are you willing to push your dead Audi TT around the streets of Beverly Hills to pursue a dream? You're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show. Welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. As always, thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, and self discipline. I am your host, ED. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, look, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. Your boy got some stories to tell. You know the slogan, the model, the one that gets us moving. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game. The quote of the year, the decade, the one that resonates with me. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Bob Marley. One question to challenge you to thought-provoking statements first question how do you keep standing firm when you're un un unable to stay to see clear let me repeat that again how do you keep standing firm when you are unable to see clear first thought-provoking statement go prove them wrong go prove them wrong the third one don't forget why you got started in the first place don't forget why you got started in the first place today's episode and which i think this may be my favorite this episode may be a classic today's show is entitled standing firm standing firm 
Let's get into today's show. Family, I hope you truly enjoyed that audio clip just as much or even more than I did. You see, that audio clip for me really woke me up. It woke me up in a way that it started doing what it was supposed to do as far as explaining to me there's more to go. There's more in you. There's more in what you're capable of doing. Don't stop now. Let's keep going. Let's prove them wrong. Let's make sure that I understand truly what I got started for and where my beginnings were and where I am going. You see that clip What what I extracted out of that family was so many different gems. But let's talk about the first gem. The ultimate gem, really. When you want something truly that bad, when you're willing to do whatever it takes, whatever is required to execute. And a lot of times it's so hard. It's so hard to see clear of what does that actually mean? Because there's so many different there's, you know, this is what I heard someone say. There's not a problem of information anymore. It's really now I really think it's a a point of execution and staying firm with, with the decision you've made of saying, this is the choice that I'm going to do. I am going to be a podcast host. I am going to be a YouTuber. And I really don't want to say being those things because each one of those things requires something, which is a skill set, which is communication, which is entertaining, which basically meaning having a personality you need to have. You need to develop those things along the way as you're chasing your journey. I um, attended some training the other day and really wasn't training. I mean, it was a sales you know, process, but I get excited about sales processes because uh, I, I enjoy sales and I enjoy the psychological, the, the psychology, I should say, of sales. And I'm listening to everything and at first I didn't know it was a sales presentation. I just thought it was just, you know, some additional training as part of this group that, you know, that I'm part of. And when I got there and and I and I should have known better because I seen the platform it was being hosted on and I was like, oh, it's this. I said, but let me stick through the whole thing because there's going to be some lessons here that I'm going to be able to learn. And sure enough, I did. You see, what I learned from that training, which equates to this video, is the of the fact of that a lot of a lot of times in life, family, that we can become misdirected by wanting or trying to be someone else. I'll slow that down. What I mean by being someone else, meaning that. You want their lifestyle, which is nothing wrong with that. That is amazing. That's inspiring. But do you want the work that comes with it? Do you want the effort? Do you want the determination? Do you want the self-discipline that is required to not even to just to even get to that level, but to maintain it and sustain it to a way where it gets you to the next level? You see, for me, I've looked at 
when I was listening to that video, because I think this that was the second time I was listening to it. Uh, actually, the third, the third time audio, sorry, the audio clip. And I, I reason why I was listening to it the third time, because I was like, you know, in a lot of times in life, we make excuses to why we got started. We find a way to talk ourselves out of becoming the greatest version of ourself. And it's funny when pressure is put on, put on you, you find a way to leverage that pressure in a way that will allow you that it doesn't break you, but it builds you up. And to my people out there that understand what I'm saying, you know, there's been situations where you didn't know how this was going to happen. You didn't even know if it was going to happen, but something, this is to my crazy, insane people out there that, that have a dream or a purpose that they've tried to shake it loose and do the, the, the normal or whatever they, 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 it it just won't let them, it, it won't let them let them go. And a lot of times, family, that is a test. That is a test to say what keeps making you feel like you got to go back and revisit it. What is that thing that you keep starting and stopping? What is that thing that if and I hate to sound cliche family, but these are facts. If you didn't get paid for it, you would do it anyway. Because I always think about people that are millionaires And so you have the financial security now. And let's say at this point you have financial security and you could do anything that you wanted to do. What what would be that thing that you would do? What would you go and do to prove people who said it's not possible that you can do it? A lot of challenges or a lot of frustrations that we have in life is because of something that is pulling us in another direction when we're trying to conform. Mm, I like that. Pulling us in another direction when we're trying to conform. You remember when I told you family about that, this, this toy that my mother had bought me, Um, when I was young and what I enjoyed about this toy is is resilience what I enjoyed about this toy is the way it fought back what I enjoyed about this toy is no matter what you did it had a temporary mindset it had a temporary mindset of oh that happened last time but this is a new time. See, I'm talking about this toy that required air, but at, at the at the once you filled it up with air, the foundation is what held it together. The foundation is what made it firm. And see, the foundation of that toy was at the bottom of that toy. There was um, some type of sand or um, some type of material. I still don't even know what they put in there, um, but there was some type of material that when you hit it, it went backwards and then it popped back up and you're like, what? You hit it again and it did the same thing. And then you say, well, I'm just going to sit on it. But eventually you got tired of sitting on it. And so you get up and then it pops back up. 
See, that's what happens a lot of times, family, um, to our dreams. And we got to be like that toy. You see, people will sit on our dreams and tell us it's not possible. They'll tell us, why would you give up a good job to go do that? Or while you're working your good job, why, who gets up at three or four o'clock in the morning to go chase a dream that you don't know if it's going to happen or not? Be careful, family, because you have to be like that toy and get back up. Because this road, if you're on this journey with me, which I hope you are, you must because you're listening. This is not easy. In the days when it's not easy, the days where you don't feel like it are the days when that test is there for you. You don't feel like getting on the treadmill. You don't feel like jumping rope. You don't feel like doing the, the required health exercises that you that you said you were committed to see a lot of times people will tell you what to do but they don't represent what they what they're saying so that's why i didn't i never that's why i always tell you family i am not your guru i am just a student that is only a chapter ahead of you and some people i'm not ahead of and that's fine because even the ones I'm not ahead of, I'm going to learn more from them probably than the people uh, that I, I am ahead of. And you say, well, how is that? It's because I'm going to be able to learn what's stopping them from being the greatest version of themselves. What's stopping them from pushing themselves as they could, as they know they should and they could. And a lot of times, family, it is due to the frustration of not knowing if this is going to work. When um, he told that story about how, uh, and his name is, uh, his channel, he has a channel, it's called Strayman or something like that. And when he told the story about when he found out that someone was making more than him and he was carrying on the, the majority of the workload. I could relate to that story because I've been there multiple times in my, within my career. And when you find out about the financial differences, you start asking yourself, well, what did I do wrong that I wasn't able to come in and negotiate the right number to get the same as this person was getting. And we're doing, if, if we're not doing the same, I'm doing even more. But like he said, see, he used value. I'm going to use Eric Thomas uh, version, significant value. You see, when you become significantly value, now you put a price on what you want. That's why I say, family, develop that skill, skill set, develop a additional skill set, because you have to. I What Gilbert Arenas was talking about playing in the NBA and uh, players that play in the NBA and how they have to always, always look down to see who's coming next, to see what how the game is changing, what's the trends that are that you're starting to see. See, a lot of people get stuck in their own way. Or I should stay 
they I, I should say stuck in their own ways. And sometimes it's a benefit and sometimes it can hurt you because you can get left behind. You can get left behind because the way that you're doing doing things have already passed you. So the struggles and the challenges to do and be more are harder. I was talking to a guy yesterday and he, he was um, saying, oh, I didn't know um, that you weren't able that, that we could actually do this and, you know, how it was done. And he said, man, you must really push yourself over there to make sure you're executing on the things you said you're going to execute on. And I said, yeah, I said, because it's crowded at the bottom. So why not go for the top? Mentality. Temperament. Growth mindset. Because I understand what it's like to come home and your lights is off and you think, oh, I wonder if, if, if there's an electrical problem going on. Let me, let, me, let me call up the electric company and see what's going on. And before you even get to a customer service rep, they say, oh, you have an outstanding bill of X amount. Like, huh? And to know you don't have the money and then just say, well, I guess might as well just go to bed. And be frustrated because you you know there's more in you. You know this can't be life. This can't be what you sacrifice for to go through this. To take opportunities that you know you really didn't want. But you did it because it sounded good to the world. But you deep down inside is fighting that battle. And eventually one of them are going to win. One of my things that I want to do is go and volunteer at this at a senior center home. Because I I think having that reality dose will allow me to the times where I want to be, you know, take days off. Now, let's be clear. There's nothing wrong with taking days off. I'm a big proponent of it. Sleeping, all those things. But I'm saying those times when I don't feel like it to be able to recall one of those stories of what someone told me. Because I don't want to have regrets. That is why I'm here on this mic. That is why I am finally filming these videos. That is why I'm investing in tools as far as reading books more around communication, understanding story structure, because now is time for me to really, really build this brand up. Because no one's going to do it for me. No one's going to say, oh, you got 190 episodes now. Let me come in and help you. No. 
you have to go out and get it. You have to go out and attract that attention. So every day, five days a week, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still executing on what we agreed on, family, about the 30 days of doing, of waking up 4 a.m. Because eventually, I know to catch the people that inspire me, I'm going to really probably need to be up at 2 a.m. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? But it doesn't sound crazy to everybody that's hungry for the, for their dream, when, that's hungry for their purpose. See, I have to find out what am I willing to give up. You have to find out what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to sacrifice? Do you need that new iPhone when you can take that money and invest it into the business or the thing that you're creating? Do you need those new pair of of sneakers or the new pair of jeans and are, are you and you work remote? Do you really need that? And those are the type of decisions, those type of life decisions that you're you're going to make. Just imagine if you're somebody that was making, you know, uh 10 to 15 dollars an hour and then you get a job you're making 60 to 70,000 um dollars a year you will have you will fall into a space where you want to get comfortable because you're like oh, i finally got you know i'm finally making more money i don't have to as my mom would say rob peter to pay paul i can pay my bills and 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 still have money and feel comfortable if emergency happened i'm good and you could become comfortable. You stop doing the things that got you to that 60, 70,000. I was guilty of it. I've, matter of fact, I've, I've had to catch myself multiple times where you'll get, you'll, you'll get lazy and you'll get into that, that feel good mentality. It's like, Oh man, I don't feel like doing this today, but you know, you have to, that audio clip showed me, well, illustrated to me more and more that, you have to go after this. You don't have a choice after today. Family, you don't have a choice after today if you're listening to this. Because after today, if you're the same person after listening to that audio and listening to me explain to you that you're worth it, that you are significantly valued, that it's more to come, you have to keep going. You can't stop right now. So when you can't see clear, keep walking anyway, keep running anyway, keep believing anyway, because eventually one or two things are going to happen. Either you just have a lot of content that your kids, kids can listen to, or you're going to become that individual that you keep seeing in your visions. You keep seeing in your dreams that people are unaware of yet. They say you got the talent, but now it's just honing that talent. Now it's just believing in that talent. Now it's just continuing day in and day out. What can I do to get better? And that, and I'll bring it down to, cause I hate the, I hate giving you a strategic and not giving you a tactic to match it. So if you say, how can I get better? Then you start saying, 
unpacking or breaking down in so many words of what are the things I can do today to help me further along in my dream or, or my purpose? Is that a reading a book? Is that listening to some training? Is that listening to this show? I hope you truly enjoyed this show today because that, for me, family, my goal here is to make you believe what you already know. You already know what's more in you than what people are telling you. You already know that only you can stop you, nobody else. I've been your host, E.D. And this has been another Impact Podcast, excuse me, Impact Secret Podcast show. But I will tell you this. If you need an accountability partner, if you need someone to hold you accountable for what you're doing, text me. 214-915-2440 again 214-915-2440 and I'm out peace